Good day, ladies and gents. Welcome to the first and only Maca Podcast. We'll be kicking off today with our sponsors. Um, bro, we don't, we don't, we don't have a fucking sponsor. <clears throat> All right. Well, then let's get right into it. Today we'll be delving into the issue about the media and how it is affecting the modern day youth. My name is Michael Anderson, and I am a senior at Bravo Medical Magna High School. And today I am here with Amrantha Mejia, Karen Zamora, and Alejandro Navarro. So, the media. It's made its way into almost every aspect of our lives. It impacts people from all walks of life, from the youngsters to the elderly. It can be used to inform, but it can also have other less apparent purposes. What do you guys think of when you hear the word media? So, the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear the word media is social media, because it's all over the place. Everybody uses it from the youngest to the oldest. People, kids are either using them to use TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram and the elderly mostly use social media to communicate with people, either their family members or what I see my parents use it, like the only reason they use it is to contact their family members from like Mexico, basically far places. What do you guys think? Um, I think one use of media is to be able to share information with people and like just keep updated with what other people are doing in your life. and. I also think it's about being able to broadcast things that you've created or ideas that you have with other people. So what I think of when I heard the word media is kind of similar to what Alejandro said. Uh, The first thing that always pops up to mind is social media. That's because I'm a teenager and as teenagers I feel like social media is like very um, popular amongst teens. And it's something that we always invest a lot of time in even if there's probably a lot of other things we should be prioritizing. What do you think Michael? Um, it's pretty similar to what you guys have had to say. Um, it's technically, to me, it's like all technology. It's like the other side of technology. Um, it's anywhere. You can see it anywhere that you go. And it represents this, uh, today's side. Alright, so what are some of the negative things the youth is exposed to through media? And what are some of the positive things? Well, I think the biggest thing that we have to take to account is that everybody has access to all types of media. Of course, uh, the youngest get better, well not better, but a faster education than what they would typically get just from basically consuming uh, videos because that's that's the easiest way that they would consume it, videos and audio. But then of course there's the other side to it where they have all types of media as in the bad types, and what I mean by the bad types, it's not necessarily bad, but the types that they're not supposed to get into, such as pornography. What do you guys think? Um, one thing that I have noticed, especially with like Instagram culture like becoming really popular, is like media leading to people having negative self-esteem and distorted body image. So what I mean by that is that a lot of people, a lot of young people, and I'm seeing it like younger and younger, like kids like nine and 10 years old also on these social media platforms, Mm -hmm. like they start following these big celebrities and they really look up to them and like their lifestyles and they want to recreate that within themselves. But the problem with that is that they're being sold like a false image of a glorified life. And I've seen celebrities such as Khloe Kardashian and Kim Kardashian that they do post about like appetite suppressant lollipops or like fit tea, which is supposed to make you not want to eat so you can like lose weight and be skinnier. Mm. But what they're not showing is that like they put in hours at the gym, they have personal trainers, they have personal chefs that are making them these certain diets. 
and they're just selling this like unachie unachievable dream to these young people, especially young women, and like making profits off of that dream. And I think that that just causes people to like feel bad about themselves because they're not living the lives that these celebrities they see online are. But in reality, those lives were never attainable for like common everyday people to begin with. Um, just to kind of add on to what Amarantha was saying about um, the youngest people, um, even like nine or ten years old, ten year old kids, being exposed to uh, social media and kind of being more conscious of their own image. Um, I know that this little girl that's like eight years old and she already has like her Instagram account and her TikTok account. And I think the other day she was like getting ready for the special event and she was really self-conscious about how pretty her thin she looked. And I thought it caught my attention just because she's only eight years old and it's something that I wouldn't expect an eight-year-old to say. But the reason why she's saying it is because she spends so much time on social media. Well, I don't know what you guys were saying, like, or especially Amaretha with the unachievable body that everybody wants to get with the products that they're selling to make these, like, unachievable bodies seem achievable, I think it's completely wrong and that there should probably be like something done about it as in like rules by the government or something. It needs to be more controlled than what it is right now because a lot of people are just being manipulated to to thinking that they can do something that well they really just can't. Um, kind of what you, what you have had to say Alejandro is that um, as everyone has access to media, they can always find something good to learn about through media, but then there is the negative side in which they learn things that they should not, and then they can also be manipulated through it. And I think this just all kind of relates to sociology because I think people are just really just trying to find ways to like fit in and like, you know, find their cliques and just feel accepted by society because that's one thing that most people look for is to feel accepted so they're willing to go through put themselves in harmful situations or like do bad stuff or create false images of themselves when that's not true so that they can fit in but in reality that's not something that people especially young people should be putting their time into all right, all right so um what are some ways in which the media impacts or affects the youth? And also, um, how have you seen the impact of media in your everyday life or in the lives of other people? Um, so the way, that, the way that I've seen the media impact the youth in every day, once again, is with products or like more specifically ads. Ads, they're, they're everywhere. They're on newspapers. They're on social media itself. They're on audio as like audio broadcasters, as in Spotify, Apple Music, whatever it is. Uh, and they're on TV, which is where they, I, they're not, they didn't originate there, but they're the ones, TV is where like ads basically expanded. And uh, the ads are basically getting to the point where they're not like saying that they're selling the products, they're kind of implementing them into the media itself and you would see this with like once again like uh, uh, like an idol such as Kim Kardashian like she would just like 
in a random post say, oh, I love to use this product. She won't say that she's uh, like promoting it or anything. She'll just be like, oh, I love this product. I think I, re I should recommend it to you guys. Uh, I think you everybody should like purchase it. It's basically manipulating like, oh, this is something good. You should buy it because and people fall into that because like, yeah, you because this idol is saying it and you trust this idol. Um, another thing that I've noticed also on this um, subject of advertisement is that kids especially have become really like obsessed with like this materialistic culture and like having everything like on the latest trends. So like, it was like a big meme a while ago, like the AirPods thing and like I still see like everybody has them now. People mm. are buying more like Gucci and like all these expensive brands. like. I feel like it's just all like just for show like they just want to keep up with everything that's popular and I've even seen like little girls that they're like 9 and 10 and they're like already like buying $60, $60 foundation and they're going like with eyeshadow and doing their eyebrows getting like acrylic nails and this is like all stuff that you would like expect from like an older like a teen maybe to like start getting into but now we're starting to see that like younger and younger kids are starting to fall into these trends that are kind of like taking away from their childhood in a sense like kids nowadays are not really being allowed to just be kids like they have they're already starting to try to be like mini adults to get like be successful or like get fame on the internet i get you but don't you think that it's not fully like the child's fault it's also the parents that are willing to purchase these things for them just to keep them calm in a way well, I'm not blaming the kids at all. I don't think that this is like their fault or that because they're doing it, they're bad or anyway, because after all, they are children. Children are still growing and developing. Like, you know, their prefrontal cortex is not fully developed. So, you know, they're not, they can't make the best decisions for everything. So, you know, they're very influenced. This is a, a very developmental stage for them where they're trying to like figure out who they are and what they like and what they identify with. But it's honestly the adults, like parents that are not supervising their children and making sure that they're not getting into bad things but also like big companies and stuff that this is what they make a living out of they profit they make big profits off of getting these kids to be essentially a steady consumer because when you get them young you have them hooked on for longer and that just prolongs how much money you can make and just increases sales so i honestly do not put the blame to the children that's not their fault i think it's all the adults that are allowing and even enabling this culture to begin with uh, there's also this other thing that I've been looking into, as in, um, on TV, the, there's these big shows and there's these producers, but a lot of the time the producers don't have full control over what they're showing. Like, it always starts off with their idea, the show, and what tends to happen is that the show tends to go downhill and people start to dislike it. And this is mostly, this mostly comes back to uh, the reason uh, like they don't have full control. The reason why they don't have full control is because they most of the time producers don't have the money to basically uh, show their show on TV or media. They don't have the money to keep it up. So they have other people basically uh, making sure, basically funding the show. But not only that, but since they're funding the show, they also have control over what the show shows uh like if they don't like something they'll completely remove it as in is if this funder 
is very religious, they would take out some scientific things or like ideals that the producer wants to put in there and just rip it off uh, like completely and replace it for something else which basically in a way is people are like controlling what others get to see basically uh, for uh, like to put it in an even bigger example like Sesame Street uh, the producers for that show they've they've held it for a really long time until the funders got control over it and basically there would be this one like as an example as like one show where they would say oh this type this type of creativity is correct but this type of creativity isn't it's basically manipulating the children to thinking one way and not another one way that they might want to think um, so we've kind of been talking about all the, the negative aspects of the media and kind of leaning towards social media but um, I also want to talk about some of the positives so that includes uh, movies or even cartoons that little kids get to see as they're growing up and I think there are some pretty good cartoons that are actually educational for kids so even if they grow up spending maybe too much time or some time watching TV um, they still get to learn uh, maybe the alphabet or they get to learn how to read a couple words before they actually go into school and then as far as social media and teens I think a social media is still a, a platform where we can kind of uh, be updated and things that are happening not just here but like around the world because I know a lot of maybe like so, um, natural disasters that happened um, across the world I found out I find out through social media because somebody posts about it or somebody posts a screenshot of an article that they found about a political movement or things like that so I think even though there are a lot of negative aspects that we've been talking about we also have to remember that there are a lot of positive things about the media. Well, do you think the positives outweigh the negative or vice versa? Honestly, I think they're kind of even in a sense because I mm -hmm. sometimes I, I feel like like with all that we were talking about that it is like the negatives are very like dominant, but at the same time, I feel like it just it's really up to us whether we want to use it for the good or the bad. I'd say I'm pretty guilty um, for having used social media quite a lot during my days, especially as a teenager and through high school, as it's very common among uh, high school students and. Um, I mean, it's very apparent how it's affected many people. Like, my cousins, they, they are also people who have um, grown up using social media more than me. And it's like they want to document their entire lives on Instagram or something. And it's like, this sounds stupid, but like, now that you see the whole genetic studies, might as well find a way to have a baby be born with a cell phone because that's how it starts. So, yeah. Um, now that we've talked about how we as teenagers seen the impact of social media, let's find out how other people see the impact of social media on youth or kids. We interviewed Miss Mendoza and this is what she had to share with us. So how about you introduce yourself? Okay, I'm Miss Mendoza, um, teacher, Bravo, been working here for like 14 years. All right, so I have to ask you, have you noticed the media influencing your students? And if you have, how? 
Um, <laughs> this is it's a sad question, but yes, uh, media does influence students a lot in the sense of first of all, let's go with the cheating. <laughs> So with media now being so much available to students, um, the cheating has become a little bit more, let's say, prominent. Um, we have your iWatch. That's media still being able to, let's say, cast um, answers or take pictures or send out send pictures. Um, also, just also in social media, them Instagramming quizzes and tests from other teachers and then just having it out for their friends to take the answers out. Um also, it's um, just social media within the classrooms itself. It's a hinder sometimes just because the kids are more focused sometimes on their phones and social media, what's happening around them than actually focusing on what they're doing um, on the professor or teacher and just focusing on the work that they're doing themselves. All right. So I don't know if you knew this, but media, well, I know that you know that there's ads all around all types of media. But have you noticed uh, young young children, as in, like, they see this ad and that's all they want. And you kind of have to be not forced to, but you lean to towards buying them these products. Uh, like, there's these ridiculously pro like ridiculous products that you never need, but you buy them. Like, uh, one example may be, like, a frozen, uh, like a frozen-themed toilet seat. <laughs> But, and these companies make them for the sole profit and they use children. They basically manipulate them. Have you seen this in your own children or families? Okay, so I have two kids. I have a six-year-old and I have a four-year-old. Um, so their favorite thing is for me to lend them their phone and so they could go on um, YouTube to pretty much um, look at videos. And I, they have, like, videos for kids, um, their YouTube channels, that have, like, videos about these people buying toys and then they open the toys and and they have the kids pretty much almost like a drug into their videos and you have like if you look at the number of people that watch the videos it is a lot millions and millions of viewers so from there the kids see these toys being opened and they are starting to be like i want this toy i want this toy and i think it's up to the parent to first control what they watch and then secondly also to let them realize these are things that are unattainable regularly for people um, I cannot go into the into the toy store and buy like 30 toys for them to unwrap and take videos of. I cannot do that. Um, it's more also it's just as a parent controlling what they watch and also controlling and letting them know that's good. That's a video, but I can't buy that. And it's a waste of money and I need to save money. And so it's more that and it has to do a lot with the parents, I think. Um, they do watch the videos. They will beg me sometimes. Oh, can I have this LOL dom? Like, no, that's ten dollars. That's a waste of money because you have other dolls. So I'll take either play with the other ones or they get thrown away. <laughs> so it's more up to the parents for controlling. But they are using a lot of manipulation in younger kids to try to do that. And I see it. And I and I it's sad. But that's what's now being used to buy toys, sell toys, and just do advertising through kids. So what long-term effects can you see on the youth caused by this media consumption? Um, I think it's more the tuning out of conversations, first of all. Um, that's one thing I do see within some of these young kids, and it's sad. Even going through public places where you see, um, you'll see a restaurant and you'll see all family members on social media or you'll see that the parents are talking and the young kids are on social media or the car next to you you'll see that the kid 
or this um the child the teenager is on social media and their parents are driving or the child's in the back seat on social media so you see the disconnect between family members you see that first um secondly you see a lot of students that also use social media for self-esteem and you see a lot of the self-esteem issues um happening where a lot of students if they're they don't get the like um they get really bothered or if they see something on instagram about themselves they get bothered so it's being used a lot for students uh, students are using it a lot for themselves and to actually paint others in a negative way or they feel that they are painted in a negative way so there's a lot of issues with self-esteem and a lot of kids use social media to put pictures of themselves up look how many likes they get or even to put youtube videos and it's sad when people don't connect to their youtube videos whatever it may be so there's that that a lot of students instead of believing in themselves and having their own self-esteem they're using social media to have some self-esteem um and you just see a lot of disconnect also in what kids look at reality so they'll look at these youtube videos or these youtube followers and say that's reality when that's really not reality but they're picturing that as reality because that's what they see now and that is not how reality really is so there's a disconnect between the generation that's growing up and to what reality really is so media of course has all of this manipulation but then of course there is the benefits that it has for like the educational purposes that it has it's uh for like a lot of young kids there's a lot of educational videos and it's been proven that kid young kids are getting a lot smarter than our previous generations do you think that this, that the, this media this type of media consumption is being better now than before or is uh, like a controversial topic of course Uh, I know that they're using a lot of media, especially in my child's school for different programs. And a lot of the teacher pushes, make sure that they're on this program, this program, this program. And now, and I tell her, well, it's the same thing as me teaching them, isn't it? Um, there shouldn't be a difference if I sit down and teach them compared to if she goes on the computer. Um, and so for me, it's more, I'm still old school and I will teach my child instead of having her depend on the computer and having her sit there for like half an hour and watch this like, for her to add online when I could do that same thing with her. I know there is positive. There's a lot of positives to it. I get it. I understand that that you could see that um kids are increasing. I know that maybe they targeted certain things now now programs are a little bit more targeted. Um especially like um the the not leapfrog. Uh ABC mouse and stuff like that. That's more for like this is the child. This is the pathway they should be taking. I understand that's a little bit more targeted by rather sit myself down with her with my children and teach them instead because then they're dependent a lot more on the computer for learning a lot more when they themselves have to test it out themselves have to discover things and have to learn it the way we learned it and i think the way we grew up i, I think is better sometimes than for them to be using the computer so much to learn all right thank you very much for hanging in the podcast so throughout our podcast we actually ended up finding a sponsor it was Brian Fritch. We stand united in diversity. diversity.